Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast, our second episode of the week that we are recording to get back on track. Today, it is all football. Uh, We are in the heart of training camp. Uh, Preseason is about to get underway this week, uh, this weekend. Uh, So we are getting ready and getting closer towards the start of the new NFL season. And we're going to be talking about our teams. We'll beat off. Jake will beat off the Bills. I'll beat off the Giants. He'll criticize the Giants. Uh, maybe laugh at them a little bit too. Uh, then we'll go around the league uh, in terms of like what we find important that's going on around the league as well. But we'll start off with having you beat off the Bills. Um, <clears throat> overall, overall, I have seen nothing but positive things from social media about Buffalo Bills training camp, uh, taking place at, uh, down in Orchard Park this year. They are not at St. John Fisher College again, mainly because, well, they decided not to because of the COVID restrictions, uh, and who knows if they'll ever come back to Fisher again for training camp. But like I said, I'll have you take it away. Uh, you can just go on about how things are going down in one bill's drive. So yeah, clearly right now the hi- not the highlight, but I can start out by saying that Josh Allen signed his contract extension. Uh, he signed a six-year contract extension worth two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. Um, I think I would die if I ever got that kind of money. So uh, we got our franchise quarterback locked down up until twenty twenty-eight now. So we don't have to worry about him going anywhere. Um, but According to reports that I've seen in videos and just all the insiders talking about it, Josh Allen has looked phenomenal in this camp for Buffalo. Um, most of the days I'm reading, I don't know if I should be worried about this or not because of the defensive side of the ball, but they said Josh Allen and the offense have just been unstoppable when they're going through their like 11 on 11 drills and whatever they do. And they said Josh Allen's looking phenomenal. Um, and then Jake Kumaro actually might actually get that last wide receiver spot for us. Uh, coming behind Stefan Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, and Gabe Davis. He might be the fifth receiver on the roster, um, who last year he did score a touchdown against Denver for us, but really didn't see any significant playing time. But <clears throat> he has looked unreal in training camp so far. Supposedly, our run game actually is looking halfway decent compared to last year. Um, I know Zach Moss and Devin Singletary – both are looking uh, faster with their first step this year and just more elusive. Uh, I get they're just really playing against our team, so it's hard to say in training camp what actually happened in the season. But those are the reports that are coming out. Um, it definitely does seem like the Bills, from just an AFC East standpoint, the Bills have a really great shot at uh, just going back-to-back for AFC East champions. Um, I don't think anyone really ever doubted that, just based on – the teams that we do have in our division and how I have seen them struggling in their uh, training camp so far. But uh, no, there was, I've heard there's been great spots on the defense, especially at Oliver looking like he's kind of back his year one form compared to where he uh, fell off from year two 
But I think that was just based on the fact that he was not playing his natural position in his second year, um, especially with uh, <clears throat> Star Latula laid back. Um, he gets to go back to his natural position now. But all the rookies have actually looked phenomenal. So it'll be fun to see this team actually see what they can do come. And we know we play tomorrow night against the Lions in our first preseason game, but I'm not really expecting any of our starters to play. Josh I, Allen will not be playing. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think many of our stars are playing tomorrow night. Um, I'm excited to see Jake Fromm in action because last year we kind of got taken away uh, from that uh, since there was no preseason. So this will be the first preseason we get to see Jake Fromm actually play in a somewhat of a meaningful football game, not just see what he does during training camp. But also, Mitch Trubisky, I think, will be getting the start for the first half tomorrow. So it'll be fun to see him as well, just in the Bills uniform and see what he can do. Um, supposedly he has looked pretty decent in training camp. Clearly he's not, he knows he's not competing for that number one role over Josh Allen. But I know so far this team has, just from what I've seen on like Instagram, Twitter and all that, and just from like the reporters that I follow, the offense is looking better than last year. And that's a fun thing to hear because last year our offense seemed unstoppable. And the fact that they look better than they did last year is already showing something. No, yeah, I that's good to hear there about I mean, like I I keep seeing all the same tweets because like, you know, following like the local the Buffalo media, you know, back when I was living in Buffalo, like they keep like showing all the same stuff. And then obviously with how Twitter works, like, yeah, there's a lot of people in the Buffalo media that I don't follow, like that have like all these like podcasts and like radio shows and everything, but because but because of people that I follow, they follow me back or whatever. Like I see some of their tweets that they're liking, and it's all Buffalo Bills based at this point. So everything that I've seen has looked nothing but positive uh, in terms of how Bills training camp has been going on. Wasn't it just um uh, like last week? Wasn't it just like last weekend or something like that? Like about a, a few days to a week ago, uh, they had a uh, they had the uh, fans at uh, at the state at Highmark Stadium actually where they had well, practice for the actually, first time. They had that twice. So there was one this past weekend and the weekend prior as well. And, and they, that was the one that had like twenty five thousand fans, right? Yeah, that's the one that the stadium was packed for, and they just did a little uh scrimmage yeah i don't think i don't think they actually practice in front of the fans from what i've understood it was more of just like a scrimmage like a just an inner squad scrimmage yeah but i mean twenty five thousand fans for an inner squad scrimmage like that i mean you know it goes to show that like bill's mafia was ready for the football season to start for the most part i mean for the most part, I mean, obviously, like the fans know that this team that this team can very much well have a good chance not only to take the AFC East uh, title again, but also go for go for another deep run in the playoffs to the AFC Championship once again and potentially the Super Bowl maybe finally get over that hump. So that was nice to see there. Um, and going back off of Mitch Trubisky there for a second, uh, you had mentioned like you know that he he knows that he's not going to take the number one job from Josh Allen. Uh, the only way that uh, he will see action is either it's like a blowout and they decide to say Allen go take a seat, we're not risking injury, or if sadly an injury does happen to Allen, I mean God forbid that does happen, that's the only way Trubisky is going to see action. But right. I'm actually happy. With Trubisky, though, because I, in my opinion, I think we have the best backup in the league, to be completely honest. 
Yes, I was going to actually say that. Uh, I was going to say that, like, he's happy and he's very happy in Buffalo. It was a couple of days ago, if I'm correct, uh, that he was talking to the media about his time in Chicago, and he blatantly admitted that he felt that they were giving up on him as the weeks go went on while he was in Chicago. So for him to be in Buffalo at a place like where he felt welcomed, no matter what his role was, he's just happy to be contributing to the team in whatever capacity it is because he just, he feels welcomed. Yeah. I mean, I I've never had, a, I've always liked Mitch Trubisky even when he was in Chicago. Yeah. I get a lot of people gave him shit. I was someone who really gave him shit. But I really think he got the short end of the stick there in Chicago. He never really had any true weapons around him uh, beside really Allen Robinson. Um, I get he made playoffs. In, I think it was his – was it his rookie season? Yeah, it was rookie season. He made playoffs. They went like 11-4, and four, whatever it was. Yeah, the double-doink game. Yep. And they went to playoffs. And, like, you can see what he did. But, like, after that, he, he kind of fell off. But I wouldn't say that's as much his fault as it is the Bears organization as a whole. Um, yeah, because the they have issues of their own that they need to figure out, and it wasn't just a quarterbacking issue. Exactly. Like, the Bears organization is, uh, like, is a complete, like, meltdown for the most part. But, I mean, you know, for him to, like, leave that and – end up, you know, playing for an organization like the Buffalo Bills, which is, like, continuing to be one of the best well, best well-run organizations in the NFL, only just goes to show that, like, he just is happy to be on a team where he feels welcomed, he knows, like, and contribute in any way he can without having to face uh, criticism uh, for the most part, which is something that he's probably just happy to get away from. But... Well, especially I mean, the, since he's not in that limelight anymore of being a starting quarterback. Um, granted, I get he probably could. Um, I, I, I'm curious as if Indianapolis actually called the Bills about him to see what they the Bills will give up for him with their quarterbacking issues that they have going on right now with Carson Wentz going down with an injury and them really only having uh, Sam Ellinger as the backup over there. So – Actually, you know, now that you brought that up, I mean, I guess like we can go into that there a little well, bit because yeah. Well, before we jump to that, I just want to I just want to stay in the AFC East for a second. Well, well I'm well, well. I mean, like we're already there. Okay, like, yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll circle back just because I got one thing. I got something I want to say about the Jets, but we can circle back. What what is it about Zach Wilson and how he like looks like a complete mess down there? Oh, or see, I like see that. I see this the opposite way. I, I think the Jets' defense looks amazing right now. Oh, oh, oh the, Jets, the Jets' secondary is looking unbeatable right now. Oh, uh, yeah, the Jets' secondary looks unbeatable. Hey, see, don't, this don't, is... don't blame the quarterback. The secondary looks unreal over there. See, see, this is what I love about training camp, honestly, because, you know, we're going to go into talking about my team, and we'll talk about, like, how other teams around, the, like, other scenarios around the league and what's happening there. But, like, you have the tale of two. You have a tale of two cities for the most part here, as you know, to uh, quote Dickens or wh- whatever. Um, uh, on one hand, you have a rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson who looks like complete dog shit because it's his first NFL training camp, and on the other hand, you can say, "Hey, 
<laughs> it looks the Jets secondary looks like world beaters for the most part. But then again, you have to realize they're also going to get up against the offense of the New York Jets. Right. I, I don't want anyone to think that I was serious about the Jets secondary looking amazing. I just like to point out the fact that Zach Wilson looks like absolute dog shit. Uh, same with uh, same with Mac over at New England. Um, both the rookie quarterbacks just look atrocious coming from this draft that went to the AFC East. So that, this is a promising thing to see from a Bills fan standpoint. Oh, I mean, I, for a Bills fan standpoint, from you and every other Bills fan, like you gotta be having laughs about what's going on uh, down in New Jersey and down and up in New England. I think I, I saw a report. It was like the, within the first like three, two or three days of training camp, Zach Wilson, like once they go on full contact and stuff, Zach Wilson threw like six picks in two days or something like that. Something ridiculous. Jesus. Well, I mean, he is still a rookie adapting to. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning did throw 28 in his first season, so. Yeah, exactly. And he got inducted into the Hall of Fame officially over the weekend. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going. We're not going to say that Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are going to turn into world-beating quarterbacks. I mean, they potentially could, much to the dismay of Bills Mafia. But I mean, only time will tell where they go. I think Zach Wilson has a better chance of becoming a better quarterback just because. He went to BYU and said where Matt came from, Alabama, where you really have everything you need there. So, like, he should have came out of, like, coming out of college, going to the training camp. He should have looked great just because of the tools he had. I mean, like, the guys that go to Alabama, like, the big high school quarterbacks that, like, clearly, like, are always have the work around them to put in that they need. And then he goes to Alabama where he also has the best coaches in the world. I mean, you're behind Nick Saban. Um, so, it's just – I would put more of an emphasis that he looks more like garbage than Zach Wilson, just because Zach Wilson went to a smaller like BYU school, kind of like the same thing, Josh Allen, where Josh Allen was at Wyoming. So like, I always put that more emphasis on the quarterbacks that went to the bigger schools that they don't produce like right away. That's when you can kind of throw them like under the bus saying they're just going to be trash. Whereas like you go to the smaller school quarterbacks where it's still developing. That's where I see the difference. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong there at all. Um, my thing, what my thing is there is like, you know, Alabama really hasn't produced a NFL ready quarterback in my opinion since Ken Stabler, and he played for Alabama in the six, and he played for Alabama in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and you look at Tua, who was absolute trash last year. But now, but the thing, yeah, now the thing is, though, is like, is Miami going to be able to like rely on him as they go into the, his second season with them? Um, I mean, I think this Miami, is his do or die season, to be honest. I mean, I have no idea, honestly, what's going on in Dolphins camp for the most part, other than Xavier Howard. Xavier <laughs> Howard was uh, requesting a trade. Then they ended up restructuring his contract to uh, keep him a Dolphin because. Honestly, they would have lost Xavier Howard. That would have been a huge hole to fill in their secondary. Uh, so that would have uh, definitely put a dent there. But other than that, I really have no idea what's going down in down in Miami and Dolphins camp, honestly. Mainly because I don't follow, like, Dolphins beat reporters or, like, honestly care to because I'm not a Dolphins fan. So, but the thing is, though, is, like, I do – I have seen, like, people, like, kind of laughing at the Jets and uh, the Patriots uh, almost in a way. But like I said, it's only training camp. So like, like I said, you got the Talladega cities. Yeah, their quarterback could be trashed, but their defense could be great. But they're also going up against their own offense. So we'll see how that goes there. 
But speaking of that, I want to go into my team now because it, it, it's a roller coaster in Giants camp, honestly. Um, for, for, for the past couple of weeks that the Giants have been in training camp, it's, like I said, been up and down. Like, they've had really good days on defense, uh, kind of average days on offense. Um, I mean, like, honestly, I, I really think that the New York Giants at this point probably should be on hard knocks more than the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> because, at, like, once opening day, like, of training, like, even, like, training camp, even before training camp with rookie camp coming in, our top overall, our top pick that we had in the draft, Kadervia, uh, Tony, uh, Tony, the wide receiver from Florida, Kadarvius Tony uh, from Florida. I may have said his first name wrong there, but um, uh, he he tested positive for COVID, uh, so he wasn't able to part. He was he wasn't able to uh, participate there uh, for a few days. Uh, he came back. He's doing all right now. Let's see. They signed. They've they've been trying to fill in depth for the offensive line, and they had four people retire. <laughs> All four of them that they signed decided to retire. Like they signed Joe Looney. He retired because he thought that he wasn't in good football shape. They had a couple other people. I forget who they were retired as well. Then one day, like it, it, it was a ama- like a huge news story about how there was a brawl at Giants camp, but because there was no video of it, like you really don't know what happened. All I know is that Daniel Jones was at the bottom of a pile and a brawl ensued, and Joe Judge was making everybody do push-ups and run yeah. like a hundred laps. Well, it I kind heard, of I heard it was uh, Evan Ingram uh, took uh, tried to block one of your young. I can't remember who it is. But um, basically, they just kind of fell on Daniel Jones, and that's why he was at the bottom of that pile. Yeah, and then a and then a brawl ensued. Yeah. I mean, we're really got love their football that. guys, but Joe Judge, of course, I didn't. Yeah, he was pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, then like the media kind of like you had like two different sides of it. Like the media was blowing it all out of proportion, and then like the Giants, like they were like, you know what? Who cares? Like it's training camp. Like, well, it's all it, it, you know. It's football. It yeah, I'd rather have my players fight because they're passionate than my team not care. Exactly. Like I'd um, rather uh, see that passion. But uh, Dan, if if Dan Campbell was the Giants coach, you would have loved it. Did you see his uh his first his interview going into his first pad day? Oh my God! He started telling a story about how he had a fight, like when he was when he was on the Giants, actually, when he was on the Giants and and his uh and his thing with the Giants, he had like he was uh it he was like with a veteran linebacker or something. He's and the veteran linebacker was like, "You got my back." And he's like, what? And Dan Campbell was like, what? And he's like, got my back, right? And then all of a sudden, like a brawl ensued after that. It was kind of like Detroit. Oh, God. Dan Campbell is like what every football guy wants to be. Dan Campbell is insane. We'll circle back to Detroit, though, because I do want to finish about the Giants. Uh, I don't really know what to make of how the offense is going, honestly. I mean, like you said, the Bills offense looks like world beaters right now compared to the Bills defense, but – the thing is, though, is the Gi- it's, a, it's a different story. The Giants' defense looks like world beaters to the Giants' offense. Like, the <laughs> defense has actually, like, made some really astounding plays. Uh, Daniel Jones has thrown intercept- – at least, like, Daniel Jones has thrown more interceptions in training camp than I would want him to, and the offensive line looks very shaky. But I knew that would be the case going into training camp because of how inexperienced it is. Yeah. But, I, I mean, like, it's only training camp. I mean – 
he's not going to play in the uh, first preseason game against the Jets. They'll probably put him in in the second game just to see like what he can do, you know, just to just to like get him like ready or whatever. Yeah, get him his reps. Just to get, get him his ready. reps and stuff. Um, I mean, uh, thankfully, from the way like your offense looks, this training camp thing, like all I gotta say is, thankfully you guys play in the NFC East. Yeah, thankfully we play in the NFC East, where the where the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to finish like three and fourteen. I, think, uh, I don't think they could win. I don't think they win a game this year. I really don't. I don't think Philly will win a game this year. I don't know what's going on in the Eagles training camp. Honestly, um, uh, it looks like that it's more and more likely that Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. But I have no idea, honestly, like what's going on in Eagles mm-hmm. training camp, and I can't tell you what's going on in uh, in uh, re- in uh, the football team training camp. I was getting ready to say the Redskins training camp. There, did you see that? But um, uh, it's already been almost the season. It's almost been two years now, and I'm still calling them the Redskins. Uh, <laughs> I guess they always will be the Redskins to me. But um, uh, yeah, the football team. Uh, the only thing that I heard about what's going on there is. Um, uh, COVID uh, protocols and everything. I really haven't heard anything about um, uh, whatnot. Although, actually, I stand corrected. Today, actually, I read that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke are actually going to have a quarterback competition to see who will be the number one quarterback. So that's actually going to be pretty funny there because Heineke came in like in that was like hit the playoff game and he played really well. But then you have a tenured veteran like Fitzpatrick who was brought in like you know to like be like the rental for the most part. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that winds up. But staying in the NFC East, let's talk about. America's team. Don't call them team. America's team for fuck's sake. <laughs> Let's talk about the team that is on hard knocks for the third time. I don't know why they're on hard knocks for the third time. Jerry uh, Jones. Jerry Jones must Jerry have Jerry Jones is the reason. He paid HBO like at least like a billion dollars, probably. Um, but the Cowboys, the Cowboys honestly, like I I mean like Nothing really changes with the Cowboys. Like, the networks are going to beat off the Cowboys. They're getting all the media coverage from Hard Knocks. Dak Prescott has shoulder problems Did you again. see their tweet today speaking of Dak Prescott? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, Go this on. was the craziest tweet I've ever seen. I'm going to bring it up real fast just so I don't mess it up. But this way, have been one of the stupidest tweets I've ever seen. They said, oh, they deleted it. No, they didn't delete it. Oh, yeah, they deleted it. Basically, they said, um, this – this tweet is just because there is – oh, it, they said it's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry, but that Prescott is getting another MRI. Oh, my God. Like, what they kind actually, of tweet is that? They tweeted it, then deleted that. Oh, my God. The Cowboys, like, actually, like, kind – like the Cowboys actually like kind of, like, worry me. I mean, I'm, I'm – like, as a Giants fan, I'm laughing – but at the same time, it's like, you know, this is the team that, like, the networks beat off all the time because of, like, who they are and who their owner is and, like, how much money they're worth. And I'm just like, we, do we really need to keep talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? But, I mean, I don't want, I don't want us to turn into Skip Bayless and whatnot and how he beats them and how he beats them off. But, I mean. I don't think I'm, we'll ever beat that team off. No, never. I'm just trying to figure out why they're on hard knocks for a third time. But I, 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 other than what with Dak Prescott's injury issues and Mike McCarthy's lack of leadership, from what I'm hearing too, uh, because 
once again, his quarterback isn't listening to him, which is why he got injured again in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't know what else is going on. Um, it looks like the linebacking core looks as strong as ever, even though, uh, you know, the linebacking core of the past either retired or, or got released or whatever. That's one thing Uh, Dallas always has though, is always for some reason a strong linebacking core. Yeah. Their linebacking core looks good. The secondary, uh, from the secondary, obviously, like they're filling holes and making replacements. But you know, it is the Cowboys' defense. Um, uh, even though, even though I may be keeping them with my fantasy keeper pick in my one league I participate in, uh, they're still historically bad. But uh, away from the NFC East, we go and let's circle back to the Detroit Lions. And continue going through the NFC North, actually. Uh, Motor City, Dan Campbell, MCDC. I still remember that. I still remember that from months ago. MCDC. MCDC, true football guy. True football guy. Oh, God. His press conferences are something, let me tell you. I'm just waiting to see him one day pat up and go toe-to-toe with the linemen. He's probably going to go try and do that tomorrow. Don't, he, don't inspire the guy. I don't need ESPN like reporting that Dan Campbell got fired because he fought his own player. He's going he's gonna to pad up tomorrow and go try to take out Mitch Trubisky in the first game. Oh, he'll, be, he'll be that fired up. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, the Bill. Yeah, no, he'll take, he'll take out Allen. He'll think Allen's playing he's, and he'll take gonna, out he's Allen. He's, gonna run on the, he's just going to run on the sideline. I don't even think Allen's dressing. He's just going to run up to where Allen's sitting in the suite and just take him out. That's, that's right. the kind of football guy MCDC is. <laughs> MCDC. His the press Lions. conferences are unreal. Yeah, his press conferences are insane. His quotes. Nobody really knows what to think of the guy, honestly. Like, people love him, but they also find him, like, crazy. And they think – and some people probably think he's not right in the head. But the thing is – I love him. Like, I love him. He's a character. He's a he's a character. I mean, he's here to. Well, we'll see how long he stays in Detroit. I mean, they are a mediocre franchise. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, um, no one stays in Detroit long. For being completely honest. Yeah, I'm the people of Detroit. Don't I don't even. I don't even think uh, Calvin Benjamin and his uh, induction Hall of Fame induction uh, speech. And I don't even think he thanked the Lions. Calvin Johnson, you mean? What did I say? Did I say Calvin Benjamin? Oh, oh, let's go there. I forgot about Calvin Benjamin. I wanted to talk to him about him when I was talking about the Giants because yeah, he I heard he showed up. I heard he showed up to training camp at like four hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> Not that much. It was like he they wanted him at like two fifty one. He came in at two sixty eight, and I then heard, like, I heard that it was like a muscle, like it was muscle two sixty eight. I heard I heard it was like actually a good like a good two sixty eight. Not a it was a good two sixty eight, but he didn't even practice the first day. He walked up to the coaches, and then next thing you know, he took off his helmet and walked out of training camp. So, <laughs> so that's right. He was actually like four or five retired. He retired. He's done for. But yeah, Calvin Johnson couldn't even stay in Detroit. Yeah, he didn't, th- uh, he didn't thank him in his Hall of Fame speech the other night. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did see that. Um, uh, but that the Lions organization is the only thing that could stop Calvin Johnson. Uh, so, but... <laughs> I mean, they've got Jared Goff. I mean, he he's replacing Matthew Stafford as their uh, QB one. Um, they lost Kenny Galladay to the Galladay to the New York Giants uh, in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they still they still have TJ Hawkinson, who probably will his numbers could potentially increase based on what they have at their wide receiver core. Uh, obviously, Jared Goff doesn't have uh, his favorite guy anymore to throw the ball to because Cooper Cup is still in Los Angeles. So who knows who that guy is going to be for Jared Goff to rely on uh, nine times out of ten. Um, but so the thing going to be the meatball they have lining up over there, wide receiver number three. Oh, they have a meatball lined up on the field. I don't even know. Actually, I don't even know who Detroit's wide receiver core is now. Yeah, because they lost Kenny Galladay. Yeah, oh, meatballs. The meatball that was number three. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who their wide receiver core is over there. Actually. All I know is that they still have T.J. Hawkinson as their tight end. Um, uh, uh, but um, uh, honestly, um, uh, Detroit, MCDC, we love you. Um. I really hope, you know, that you last longer than this season just for the sake of sakes being. But uh, we'll continue going into the NFC North here. Uh, and we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers and how Aaron Rodgers decided not to retire and become the full-time Jeopardy host. But gave one of the best interviews of all time, just bashing the Packers organization, that whole press conference. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I really wish that, like, uh, if I ever had the chance to, like, bash my bosses and the organization I work for for without 20 minutes. Without not... any consequences either? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I would so take that chance. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there are things that, like, like, we have meetings and me and a couple other people that are on my team that we work with, we question, like, some of the stupid shit that actually happens, like, behind the scenes. And so, like, we don't, like... I mean, like, you know, it happens, but, like, for Aaron Rodgers just to blatantly destroy and body the entire organization from top to bottom with how the whole situation transpired was just not only – it was exciting to see, but at the same time, it's like, man, holy shit. He just had all that anger built up inside of him. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, the guy's been there for, what, almost 20 years now? Um, I believe this will be his. Because he see. got drafted in 04. So it's, he got drafted in 05. Oh, so. Oh, sorry, 05. So 16 seasons with the team. Yeah. And then be... the starter for 13, yeah. 14. I mean, 13 or 14. I mean, I get it. Like, I get NFL is a little different than NBA. Like, NBA, like, the players kind of run the team, in my opinion. But if you're like your star quarterback who won you guys the Super Bowl, who has, and has won made, three MVP titles, yeah, three MVPs who has for done himself. so much for that football team, and just are, is the sole reason really that football team wins games, um, and just not to like have him and just talks about what you want to do with the team, even if you don't listen to him, have him there like in the talks. I I agree there with him where he should be involved in talks regarding players and stuff. Because according to him, like they did make like do shady stuff, like veterans who have been there, like help the team. So like, I understand where he's coming from. I don't, I don't disagree with Aaron Rodgers at all. Oh no, I don't. <clears throat> I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. Just bashing the Packers organization. Like I said, if I had the chance to bash the organization I worked for without fa- facing consequences, oh fuck yeah, we're all taking that chance. Uh, we're all taking that chance. And if you don't, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the thing is, though, is like yeah, I mean he he's normal Aaron Rodgers. Like he's throwing dimes, he's throwing t- he like you know he's making the connections with the short ball, long ball. Uh, like he looks like MVP Aaron Rodgers out there, which is nice. 
Um, they brought back Randall Cobb because that was one of Rogers' main guys. Um, Bills Mafia, like I know you guys uh, want to keep Jake Crumrow as uh, your wide receiver five, but uh, I mean, like the only way, like. Uh, the rumor is is that Aaron Rodgers would want him to come back to Green Bay, but the thing is though is I don't, I think Bill's Mafia should be ha- uh, happy to see like happy to see how Crumrow is doing and like if you guys want him, it looks like you guys will end up keeping him and he won't go to Green Bay. So that's good news for the Bills, bad news for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the thing is too is like honestly like. Rodgers is the sole difference, like for, between the Packers, like making making a run in the playoffs and, and losing the NFC be- Championship every year. Yeah, and finishing, but and finishing below Detroit, because if you lose Aaron Rodgers, like they probably would have finished like in last place in that division, even behind the Lions, and yeah. that's actually pretty saying something. So we'll see. So. I mean, you know, we'll see like how things unfold for the Packers as the season goes on. But uh, I mean, Chicago, um, Mitchell Trubisky's old team, um, Justin Fields hasn't been looking too bad in training camp from what I've heard. Yeah, he just actually, the Bears just had a joint practice with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, supposedly like in the red zone, uh, Justin Fields is just lighting up that Miami defense in in their red zone plays, so. Yeah, that's good there. I mean, see, that's what I like about joint practices because, like, you're actually going up against, like, different teams. Yeah, he, so he, it's not, he threw, so, he threw uh, three touchdowns against them and then uh, ran one in himself. So he, And they did six. It was That was over the span of six snaps as well. That's actually pretty damn impressive because Miami's secondary is actually one of the better secondaries in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and their defense, like, isn't is, – it's not a terrible defense. Like, it's actually a pretty good defense um, uh, under co- under Coach Brian Flores. Um, and the thing is there, too, is, like, yeah, that's what I kind of like about joint practices. Like, I find them stupid to a point because it's like, all right, you know, if – like, there's always the chance that like a brawl happens between two teams and it's just like, all right, yeah. well, this is stupid. Uh, but then the thing is though, is like, then you're actually getting a feel for how like your players are going, doing, going up against other like opposing players on an opposing team. So it's not like to say that like Justin Fields is torching the bears defense, uh, the bears own defense. Uh, he's beating up on Miami's defense. So like, I, I if, get, I, he's not, I get, he's not allowed to be touched during those practices, but still, I mean, scoring, having four scores over six snaps isn't bad at all. No, it's not. I mean, the thing is, though, is like I said, if it was against his own defense, like, then it would be that tail two cities thing again. Oh, Justin Fields looks so amazing, but the Bears defense looks terrible. Yeah. Like, so now it's like talking about, oh, he's going up against like his, um, you know, Miami and everything. Um, uh, uh, but I mean, again, we'll see like what happens with fields. Like, obviously he is QB one for the bears. Um, going to be getting a good amount of reps for the, um, uh, going to be getting a good amount of reps for their first preseason game. I'm assuming, uh, probably, uh, you know, just to have him get comfortable more with the offense and, uh, in an actual game setting. Uh, but going to minutes, I, I want to, I don't need, like, I want to go into Minnesota a little bit, but I don't even know what to talk about, honestly. I feel like there's nothing really, like, happening in Minnesota, honestly, that's, like, newsworthy. No, I mean, yeah, there hasn't been anything really too crazy that happened. 
it's just nice to have football back and like because you're, you're all of us mainly since none of us are actual reporters for teams or like ESPN or we're always worried about our own team like clearly you're worried about the Giants and what they're doing I'm worried about the Bills but it's just nice to be able to get this news back and see the players like on the field and stuff and actually getting reps in and just knowing football is just getting closer and closer it's less than a month now until the first game kicks off Exactly, 100%. I do want to focus on the AFC South a little bit, um, uh, and like a couple AFC South teams and uh, maybe AFC North teams uh, for a couple for a little bit. Because uh, honestly, like there's nothing going on out in the uh, West that's really caught my eye except for what's going on with the Niners, um, the potential QB battle between uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. The team oh, didn't lo- – didn't, didn't, uh... Didn't they already say, though, that the Trey, there's no chance Trey Lance starts the season? I mean, that's what um, uh, that, that's what Kyle Shanahan was saying. But the thing is, though, is like the team, like the actual players are like, oh, this guy, the players are like, hey, this kid's amazing. This kid's actually doing wonderful. Uh, but then you've got the coach like saying like, oh, he's not going to start for start for us this season unless like something seriously happens to Garoppolo. So, I mean, you know, we'll actually see how that plays out there. I mean, if Garoppolo comes out like in shitting the bed, oh, he's done for. He's, oh, he's yeah. done for. In, he's done for in San, Franci- in San Francisco if he sh- comes out shitting the bed. Well, he's thankfully have- for San Francisco, they're going to have a healthy team back this year, whereas last year they did struggle with injuries for basically all of the season. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree there. I wholeheartedly agree. And honestly, like for a healthy Niners team uh, with who they have, I really believe that they could potentially need challenge for the West Division title there. I mean, two years ago, they were, was it? yeah, it was two years ago, they were healthy and they played in the Super Bowl. They exactly. The 49ers or 49ers, asshole. Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, they did um, get routed by Patrick Mahomes, but still they had a 10 point a lead. Yeah, they had a 10 they had a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter and they blew it. So we'll see what this healthy Niners team can do. It all depends on what I'm more interested in seeing like what happens with Garoppolo. But I do want to turn attention now to the Indianapolis Colts and go back there. Because yeah. when we were talking about the Bills, you um, uh, you said that uh, you, you'd be in, you would be, you would not be surprised if Indianapolis tried to make an offer for Mitchell Trubisky. But the thing is, though, is what I've heard, what I've seen on Twitter from uh, Pro Football Talk the past couple of days is that Carson Wentz uh, actually went to practice not wearing a boot, and it's rumored that he could be ready to start for Week One. Well. Perfect for them, but now you have to look at the fact that ever since Carson Wentz's first injury, he's never been a healthy quarterback. That would be a huge concern for me if I am the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, that, that that's a huge concern for me. And people are always wondering, like, they're like, can Carson Wentz get back to how he was before he was injured? Because clearly, he was on his way to an MVP season and a Super Bowl season, but unfortunately, got hurt. And ever since then, though, has not been able to stay healthy. So that would be a big concern in my head if I was the uh, Colts organization. Oh, I agree with you there wholeheartedly. I mean, I believe that for the most part there, honestly, like it's, it is a concern, honestly. It is a huge concern. Um, I remember when the news was first reported 
like what a couple weeks ago, something like that, when he was going to be out five to twelve weeks, which is a weird time frame in, in my opinion. Like, oh, he can come back soon, but he can also potentially not come back so soon. So, well, supposedly it wasn't even uh, like a football injury; it was something. It was an injury that he was just born with that happened to pop up. Yeah, exactly. It was like a foot injury that he was born, like a foot thing that he was born with. And then like the bones popped up and whatnot. So like he had to get those taken out. Um, But the thing is, though, is like going back to like, you know, what they could potentially do at quarterback. They there was rumblings that Philip Rivers may may have come may come out of retirement uh, and coaching his high school, the high school team that he coaches to uh be their quarterback again. Well, let's uh, be honest, so he's just sick of being home with seven kids. He's never been home with those kids for that long, and he's probably over it. Uh, nine. He's like, oh, nine, that's right. He's like, I got to deal with this shit all year. He goes, no way. He's like, pulled up a call. like, I'll come back right now if you need me. Yeah, and then there was also talk that Nick Foles may have been traded to, may have, uh, you know, may have been inquired about uh, in terms of being traded to Indianapolis because he did play under Frank Reich and praised Frank Reich. And obviously, like, he knows he's not going to be QB1 where he's at. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely interesting there. Um, and we'll see once we'll, – we'll, we'll see how that folds out as the preseason goes on and everything. But – Speaking of quarterbacks in the AFC South, Deshaun Watson and his never-ending saga continues to amaze me, and not in a good way. I mean, first he showed up to training camp for the first five days, then he disappeared, then he came back, and now he's the fourth-string quarterback on their depth chart because it looks like that the Texans may actually be finding a way to get rid of him. Um, I, my other thing is I don't know who's going to want to take him with the issues that happened off field. Oh, a hundred percent. That's exactly what I, what I was just going to say there because he has like almost uh, two dozen like allegations of sexual harassment uh, and sexual misconduct against, uh, against like numerous massage therapists that he went through. Uh, and we don't know like how that whole thing is going to play out because the thing is though, is like everybody kind of forgot about it up until like training camp started. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, this guy has got like issues and like, he still wants to leave the Texans, but like, who's going to be dumb enough to take this dude? Yeah, I don't know if any team actually wants to take that risk on him. Just what is going on off the field? Because say he does get traded and everything comes up off the field happens to be true. It goes, what do you do with him then? Are you a team that's going to want to have that player underneath you and you guys deal with that? Or, but I mean, you could take the risk that it's all false allegations. And then happen not to be true, and then you literally have a star, and I'm sure his value is probably lower than it ever has been at this point now. Exactly. Like, you don't need to, like, actually, like, give up, like, first-round picks and, like, a high-caliber play and, like, a mid-level caliber player at this point. Like, it's just a matter of, like, do you want to be the team associated with all of that outside distraction? Exactly. Like, you don't get so much hate for that. And the media there won't even be worried about football. They'll be worried about what's going on with that. And it just becomes, at that point, it's a distraction for the whole team. And that yeah, just, exactly. That just causes for not good football from the team and just issues all around in the locker room. 
Exactly. I mean, you as a Bills fan, I don't want to bring it all up all that much, but you're probably happy that like all the issues that like the fans had with uh, Beasley and the, and some of the players like on social media, like fi- was finally put to rest before training camp started. Because if that all continued in the training camp, yeah. you guys probably would have been like, what the fuck? Like, just be a good football team. Like, we know you can go to the Super Bowl. Not you. you but no, again, I, I'm not. I just- I, I I don't want to get into that whole thing, but like I I do applaud BZ for standing up because he's been a veteran in the league and he's a player that can have a voice. Whereas if this happened to like say a younger player, he was questioned about it, and then it just backfires on him. So I'm happy yeah. that BZ did step up just in case there was any people in the league that felt the same way as him. Um, and whatever i don't want to get into the full thing but like he gave no, other I people i don't want to either. he gave yeah. other people a chance where he's he's on this side he's like i'm a veteran in the league i could talk about this without much backlash like he's sometimes he's like i've been in the league long enough he's like, i can support my family if i'm kicked out of this league but now he gives like these young players a chance to step up and like if they're questioned about it they can be like oh i'm like agree with Kobe Z and yada 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 but um i am happy it was put to rest i mean the first day of training camp he had a good speech about it and it seemed like the media understood for how much backlash I gave him uh, for it. Like, I get – if I was a player in the NFL, I think it should be their choice, whatever they want to do with their body anyways. So I'm just happy that I got to get put to rest so now we can focus on football. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, now, you know, uh, you, like you said, like you said, it's always good that, like, you know, we've got the news and the rumblings happening around uh, the league. Um, I do want to turn attention to um, – I do want to turn attention down to the NFC South, actually, mainly just focus on New Orleans because it looks like they're – it looks like, you know, Jameis Winston could potentially be QB1. <laughs> Um, I really don't know what's going on down in uh, New Orleans training camp, but the pro, the, but the post Drew Brees era is now well underway officially, um, and it looks more and more likely, in my opinion, that Jameis Winston could be QB one. Uh, Taysom Hill could still be like that, whatever threat option you want him to be, like you know, quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, whatever. punter, kicker, wide receiver, center, water boy, water boy, offensive coordinator, whatever you need. Taysom. Head coach, owner, <laughs> whatever, whatever you need him to be, he can be. But no, I I want Jameis Winston to be the starter, just based on the fact that like. I, I hope he plays good just so he doesn't get pulled. But just so like once or twice a week, we get one of those Jameis Winston typical plays. It's like, what the fuck were you doing there? Hey, hey, he had his <laughs> eyes corrected. He may not throw an interception again. Speak. Did you see the video of him trying to run through the uh, obstacles and tripping through them? I did see that. That was pretty hilarious, Dude, actually. Like, he, he is just an electric factory. You never know what that man's going to do. And I pray like just for like, football watchers sake that he does good but has two of those typical james like i i hope they win games just so he stays the starter but has like two of those typical like james winston plays like throughout every game we could just look and be like what the fuck were you thinking there you exactly but the thing is though is he's gonna be without michael thomas for a few weeks into the season because of that whole saga going on where he, where Michael Thomas felt he was disrespected by the Saints, and he called them out. Michael Thomas he, is, thinks he's disrespected by everyone. I could care less what Michael Thomas thinks. He might be. I think he's the biggest crybaby in the league. Oh, he probably is for the most part. I mean, I just find it like incredibly ridiculous that he decided to like wait until 
like just a few weeks ago to have a surgery that he knew he probably should have gotten like as soon as the Saints were knocked out of the playoffs. Um, but what really got me there is like he waited until this, he waited until recently to do it, and now he's going to be out for God knows how long. Uh, so Jameis won't have uh, his number one wide receiver uh, to throw the ball to. Uh, so like, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, that whole saga, in my opinion, is completely ridiculous. And Michael Thomas is probably a big crybaby, biggest in the league there, like you said. Um, but other than that, like, I really don't have anything else to talk about in the South. Uh, I mean, Tampa's Tampa, Atlanta's Atlanta and Carolina's going through a rebuild. I mean, I just wanted to maybe go through, um, uh, the AFC North, uh, this and conclude there, uh, talking about, you know, uh, Big Ben coming in looking a little bit healthier than he has been in the past, uh, but he's not going to eat avocado ice cream like Tom Brady does or whatever, um, uh, because a lot of people have been questioning like Roethlisberger's like health uh, and his like weight, and they've kind of just been like, "This is a big boy, and he's like almost, and he's like 40 years old, and you know, can he actually be able to play a full season? Because if he doesn't, Pittsburgh are Pittsburgh's pretty much fucked." Yeah. I- I, I I heard that he went on this new whole diet thing that works for Big Ben. I'm assuming what that is, is he probably just doesn't have like a cheeseburger before noon, calls himself a day for that. He thinks he's good. But I, I don't think there is a chance that this Pittsburgh team does close to what they did last year. Uh, I mean, I give. Oh, Big you mean ben, start out 11 and 0 and then completely shit the bed after yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I think they'll be lucky this year to see 10 wins. Especially with that division there. And they, in my opinion, that's the toughest division in football. It is. It is without a doubt. I, and, I, but I just uh, think that he will see himself struggling. I think his age is going to get to him. I mean, I granted, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I just think he is too old at this point, not mobile enough. And I just think the team's going to struggle with that, especially because you look at just the division they're in. It's just three young quarterbacks who are all mobile and everything and can just go win their team games, whereas Big Ben has to rely on his arm. And you saw his arm already withering away last year, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like this year. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's going to be between Cleveland and Baltimore for that division title. And I mean, like, yeah, the Bengals are the Bengals and everything, but Joe Burrow's coming back. I mean, you know, Hopefully, like Joe Burrow is at least 90% of what he was uh, before he tore his ACL. And if if that offensive line can actually help him uh, with what they have, they can win a few games and maybe maybe actually look somewhat uh, competitive. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but speaking of offensive lines. Um, I've heard Baltimore's offensive line has looked atrocious this off. Oh, they have looked terrible. I mean, I think I think they have a couple injuries. Uh, not I think they have a couple injuries as well. But the thing is, though, is like they lost they lost a couple players on the offensive line too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did, and I, I without a solid offensive line in front of Lamar Jackson, I don't know how far this team can go. To be honest, because. Oh. Lamar relies on his legs clearly in that block. And I get, yes, Lamar can make plays with his legs even when the line collapses. But years, to, last year especially, I mean, that line would hold up for him and he could really do whatever he wanted in the backfield. Exactly. Now, he could run around in a circle in the exactly. backfield for like 10 seconds and then take off. Exactly. Whereas this year, if that line is collapsing faster, he's going to have to make that decision. He wants to throw or run faster. 
And I mean, you've seen it. I mean, you saw them in the playoffs last year against the Bills. You see it whenever they play Kansas City. Um, they make Lamar Jackson become a quarterback, and he just proves time and time again that he can't. I don't want to beat the dead horse of that he should be a running back because, yes, clearly he's a great quarterback in the NFL, but he actually has to play the position of quarterback. He's not a superstar by any not, means. Oh, no. I mean, he just really – I mean, like he has, he, the ceiling is, I mean, honestly, I've, the ceiling is high for him in my, in my opinion, like. See, I disagree. The, I disagree there. Well, I, I, think, I think the ceiling is high if he can improve. I think like if he actually puts in the work and the dedication to like improve the, the weaknesses of his game, then yes, the ceiling can be high for him. But if anything happens to like him, like, you know, God forbid an injury or anything like that, then no, then yeah, he's yeah, what, he's what injury, what injury really could just make him a backup quarterback on the NFL teams. I Any mean, injury could honestly put him into retirement when you yeah, really think I mean, about he it. He relies on his legs way too much. Um, and I don't, I really don't think he has the arm capability to make his arm better. Like you see him, the only passes you ever see him make are just to his tight end, like drop passes right over the middle. You never see him. If you watch any Baltimore Ravens games, he will not throw outside the numbers at all. He doesn't look downfield that much. And it just like, he relies on Mark Andrews so, so much. And that's why I always try to, I try to grab him as my fantasy tight end because Lamar utilizes him so much, whereas like I get they have they have Hollywood and everything, but he just don't, can't hit them. He can't find those receivers gunning downfield or making an out route towards the corners because he can't throw outside the numbers. Well, like I like I said there, like I feel like if he tries to put in the effort and like improve that by at least like half. Uh, by half at least, like, yeah, like the ceiling could be higher than what it currently is. But yeah, if he chooses not to like improve upon those weaknesses, then yeah, Baltimore, he's fucked and Baltimore's fucked as well. And that division is going to be Cleveland's for years to come. Yeah, because so where I, I disagree with you there because I don't think he can improve for his passing. I think he's at his ceiling for his passing. And I think that's where the struggle is going to come in. He's too, uh, he's too small, in my opinion, to become an actual passer. And I just don't think he can. It's like uh, me and you clearly put the weight on me and you clearly have different takes on him. And that uh, I think he's just got to put the weight on and like actually like, you know, do that. I mean, I know he doesn't want to put doesn't want to probably do it because like obviously you gain weight. Like if you put the weight on like that, like then like you're going to become a little bit slower than what you already than what he already is. Yeah. Well, the problem is for him too, like. His coaches work to his skill set, which is yes. yes a good thing. But I mean, now we have, yeah. well, now we have two seasons under our belt of Lamar Jackson. So teams are just going to be able to see the film and kind of realize what they have to do. Just make him be a passer. Exactly. Don't rush him. Do not bring any blitzes at him. Just let him sit in the backfield and make sure your linebackers are just staying in that spy position where if he takes off, you're on him right away. Make him pass the ball, and he will not be in this league very long my thing is there is like i mean i i see exactly like where you are coming from and i don't want to go into it too much because this is uh, i feel like we're, i feel like we're going to start turning into the lamar jackson uh uh debate channel it's at one point <laughs> the further we go into it but we'll just see how it goes 
I mean, once again, like it is training camp. I mean, you know, he's going up against the Ravens defense. Um, I don't know if they've had any joint practices because clearly I don't follow the Baltimore Ravens, nor do I really care to all that much um, uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, the North does look like the best uh, division and toughest division in football, potentially. Uh, maybe just outside of the NFC West, depending on uh, like how uh, the Rams and Seahawks are uh, going up yeah. against the 49ers. Um, but the thing, and even the Cardinals actually too. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll just see how it all goes there. But I mean, I really didn't have much else to say about anything else going on in the league. I mean, um, I, want really... to, I want to talk about if going on, Kind of going off Josh Allen's contract here. Do you, who do you think deserves an extension more, Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, without a doubt. I mean, uh, uh, see, I'm the opposite. I, I think... <laughs> hold up here, hold up here. You think Lamar Jackson's ceiling has reached its peak, but yet he deserves a better contract? We're we're both thinking the like we're both like in opposite directions here. Yes, we you, are. You I think, think I you think, think Lamar's more yeah. worthy of an extension, but yet he could suck in two years. Whereas I think Lamar Jackson like has room to improve, but yet Baker Mayfield's more worthy of the contract. All right, I'll yeah. I, I want to hear you. I mean, I'll, so, I'll let you speak, and then I'll and then I'll say why Baker. Um. All right. So say you were starting up a company, Jeremy. Would you want like Would you want to hire like the ninth best person for the job or would you want to hire say like the fourth best person for the job so you think lamar jackson is better is than a... baker mayfield yes but I yet think... you think lamar jackson like could be done in the league in two years so you think that i know that okay i i, I want to i'll step back on that because that that was very much a reach by me um that that was a heavy reach but uh clearly but lamar you think jackson, they... clearly lamar jackson is way too elusive um, he's like Michael Vick without the arm that Michael Vick had. And that's why Baltimore runs the style they do. But I think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, is too small. He's not fast. Like So I, I, the comparisons to him is like kind of like a Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson is very elusive, whereas Baker Mayfield is kind of slower off his feet. Baker Mayfield is a small quarterback. And without, in my opinion, without Nick Chubb, that Browns team might be like an eight and eight team. Well, this I mean, this year, eight, nine, nine and eight, because whatever it is, seventeen game season now. So whatever that math adds up to. But I, I mean, I think without that line and Nick Chubb that Cleveland has and that defense Cleveland has, I think Baker looks like an average quarterback. I mean, I, I've made this argument. All my friends disagree with me as well. I'm one of few people that have this argument. I never bring it up in front of my girlfriend's family because they're huge Browns fans. But uh, no, I think he's just average. Like, see, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield's as great of a quarterback as everybody is. Like everybody thinks that they that he is. But I think he, with what he has done at his time in Cleveland, with how he has turned that franchise around, he's also had the weapons around him the whole time, though. Yeah, so they built for the future. So what I'm saying now is, yeah, now is the time to, like, sign. Like, they're filling the holes, and they have the holes filled. So, yeah, that's why he's more worthy of an extension because he's been able to work with who he has, and he's done it really well. Whereas Lamar Jackson, like, 
like you said, like I think if he can that like that's like why I don't think he's worth even the extension more than Baker. Like he still has while I think he's a good quarterback, he still has room to improve. But the thing is though, is like they cater to Le- Lamar Baltimore caters to Lamar's style of play. But like and we both kind of alluded to this, like if he's out of the game, like like if something happens to him, like they have to completely change it. I mean, you remember the Monday night football game, uh, what was it, last season, two seasons ago? Well, well, um, I remember the best it was last season, the best game last season, right? Yeah, it was the best game last season. And Lamar Jackson, like, you know, took his poop break. He had to go and shit. They put, he had to go shit. And they took and they put Trace McSorley in at quarterback and he looked like a lost motherfucker. Well, he didn't yeah. know what to do. Baltimore well, with the, with didn't the know name, what to do. With your last name McSorley, you're always going to look lost in the NFL. Let's be honest here. <laughs> this is true. Marty McSorley might not have, though. But he also <laughs> would have been looking for Gretzky. So we don't know. But um, uh, hey, I mean, let's, let's look. Uh, so it, do you want to do you want to redraft that 2018 QB class? Who do you want to redraft it? Like just go who would go first, and then clearly like who would go last. So let's go one through five with the five quarterbacks that were there. I mean, obviously, we know who's going to go first. It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Well, hang on. Let's combine combine 2018 and 2019's class. I mean. Let's do that. Let's just do that for fun. I mean, we're – we're not that we're not that long in yet, so my, well, let's just do that for fun. Let's well, I mean, I didn't expect this to be a long one, honestly. I thought this would have been like one of our shorter ones. Oh, see, I, I don't know. I love football. <laughs> football. I really all, right. all right, let's let's. Uh, if you don't, it, it's up to you. You're you're clearly the leader of this podcast, but uh, I would like to redraft. Like let's the redraft the 2018 for for shits and giggles. We know we're we not even the tw- no. Let's show the, the just the three quarterbacks in the 2019 draft: Herbert, uh. Burrow, and. Tua, right? Yeah. And Tua, yes. So let's just throw those. So the eight quarterbacks that were drafted. Well, I mean, Dan, uh, 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 Danny Dimes came out of that draft class too. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> no, Daniel yeah. Jones, honestly, would probably be at the bot, like closer to the bottom with Tua. Oh, yeah, but thought, we'll see, yeah. we'll yeah. see where he goes, though. I mean, this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones, in my honest opinion, uh, with the weapons he has around him and with Saquon Barkley returning as running back. We'll see what happens there. But I have Josh Allen at number one. Agree. I'm going Herbert, too. Oh, I was going Herbert, too, as well. Right. I'll have Burrow, three. I'm not going to have Burrow three, mainly because of a torn ACL. Uh, I was okay. going to put Baker at number three. Mm. But you have Burrow three. Um, then I would put – I would put – I see, I don't want to do that because to Burrow because, like, he only played half a season and had a torn yeah. ACL. But with what he did, though, like, he looked phenomenal. So I probably will have him at number five. Like, I'll have okay. him – I'll have Lamar at four. I'll have him at five. Then I'll go jo- Danny Daniel Jones. Then I'll go Tua Ta- Tua Tagov. How do you for- fucking pronounce his name? Tagoviola. Ta- and then Josh Rosen. So you just want to throw? So you're saying Sam Darnold's the last pick there? Oh, I forgot. No, about I know. So so for me, I forgot goes, about Darnold. Yeah, I really did. So for I'm me, it goes so- Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar. Oh, people are gonna hate me for this. No, actually, I'm not gonna do the stupid pick. Then I got Baker. Then I got Darnold. Then I got Jones. Then I got Rosen. 
I forgot about I forgot about Darnold. Darnold. Oh, Darnold's yeah, down think, in Carolina. Yeah, Darnold's down Carolina. I'm excited to see because I, in my opinion, I think Darnold's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. He just was on the shitty Jets. Yeah, exactly. So I'll have Darnold actually ahead of Rosen, but that's that's with an asterisk there, mainly because like. He, Darnold was on the Jets, and I want to see like where Darnold can do in Carolina. See, if Darnold but, does good this year, I will flip him and Baker. If Darnold does better than what a lot better than expected, I probably would move him up a bit. Uh, the same thing with Daniel Jones. I mean, I just want to see like what happens in this make or break year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we know who we have at the top, and we know who we have at the bottom, uh, and we agree on who's number two. Uh, I just feel bad for Herbert because he's on the shitty ass Chargers. Yeah, they ever. I mean, the Chargers have a good offense, and then it's just the defense is just so bad that it doesn't help at all. No, exactly. They lost Derwin James to Pittsburgh, if I rem- if I'm correct, yeah, in free correct. agency. You are correct. Um, uh, probably one of their better defensive players. Um, uh, but uh, I, I mean, you know, I, you know, it, like I said, you know, it's good to see like you know training camp happen. Preseason is going to be underway. In fact, I think there's a couple of games actually tonight, actually, um, that are go- that are either underway right now as we're recording, or they're about to be underway soon. So I mean, yeah, I'm just Washington excited. at New England and Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Both oh, the already, battle both have already kicked off. Oh, the battle! The, the battle of Pennsylvania commences. All right, who is the shittiest between the two teams? Uh, my guess is Philly. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, uh, I think Philly's going to finish last in the league this year. Philly probably will get the number one pick, and then they'll find a way to fuck it up because they're a dumb organization too. Do you want to do the way too early uh, Super Bowl game? Nah, 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 nah. We'll go. We'll see how things are looking at the. Uh, well, we'll go. We'll we'll talk more football. Um, uh, we'll talk more football. We'll go into that in terms of like when we get to like midseason and see how things are going. Like, you know, when teams have like eight or nine games under their belt and go there. Well, that's why I call it the way too early. Oh yeah. The way, way too early, way, way, <laughs> way too early. Super bowl prediction. Um, well, Bill's mafia, you're going to love this one. Uh, I think if, I think you get your dream matchup where you, Bill's uh, versus bucks. Um, I really think that, I really think that Tampa Bay with bringing all 22 starters back and honestly, you know, looks like no signs of like slowing down. Uh, I think it'll be Bill's bucks uh, in the Super Bowl. I'm not predicting a winner yet though. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, see, I wasn't going to pick the bills, but I'm part of Bill's mouth. I'm just going to be a fucking piece of shit that I am. So I'm going Bill's bucks as well. I do think for sure bucks come out of the NFC again. That's, yeah. a, that's a that's a definite. I don't really see anyone competing My, with them. No, a hundred percent. My thing is, is that I feel like the Bills like are just like it's like it's like nineteen eighty nine, and what sucks is that a lot of like fans like now, in my opinion, like fake really fans, you mean the fake fans, the fake fans. They really don't know like how how close they were in 1989 when they lost to the Bengals and then they reached the Super Bowl in 1990. So like about it. Um, uh, so my, so the thing is though, is like that was 1989 there. Yeah. Um, so like they know what it's like to get that far again and almost reach the mountaintop, like gets, it gets the peak. And I think we might have one of the leagues, like top three in the league, best GM head coach combination. You, 
you do. You, I would say top two and possibly not two, honestly. Um, so you're saying uh, top two and not two? Top two, but not two, possibly. Ooh. Wow, um, that's uh, a lot of respect coming from you, Jeremy. No, I respect what the organization does. I have no problem with the organization. It's a lot of the stupid fans that uh, I – it's like Cowboys fans. Can I, I actually go them. into the fans for one second? Can I go on a rant? A little bit, yes. Go ahead. Fuck all the people that I know that when the Bills were dog shit five, six, seven, eight years ago, we're not Bills fans. They didn't give a fuck about the Bills. They didn't even know what the Buffalo Bills were, basically. And now last year, we're good. So now everyone's like, oh, on their Instagram stories, on Twitter, everything talking about the Bills – Fuck off. I fucking hate you guys. I hate you guys during the season just as much because you guys are pieces of shit that weren't there through the bad times. Just like me and Jamie with the Savers. Me and Jamie with the Savers, the bad times. I don't want you around when times are good. I don't want you to be the fans that are just hop on the bandwagon when we're good. Fuck off. Fuck Man City of fans for the most part. What fans? You mean the one guy that shows up to the games because they paid him to go? <laughs> Man City fans are not only are Man City fans quiet, they're also pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> but no, um, uh, uh, yeah, fuck off to all the fake Bills fans. Like I hate you guys. Um, I have no respect for any of you, and I know who all of you guys are. Trust me, I know. I see yeah, let's not call. Stories. Let's not call them out by name, though. Let's not. Let's oh, not I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to call anyone out by name, but I know who you are. Um, I'm leaving at that. Yeah, fair enough there. Fair enough there. But yeah, I mean, that's why I think the Bills like will go to the Super Bowl. Like they're hungry for it. Like they knew it. And like you said, those fake fans, they didn't know. They don't know that stuff. Like, yeah, they know they lost four straight Super Bowls and you can watch an ESPN 30 for 30 about it for two hours. But the thing is, though, is like, yeah, they were so close in 89. Then they get there in 90. We know what happens next. I feel like that's what the, the, the case is here for for this Bills team now. You're going to say we go like, wide right again? No, you're gonna make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying who's gonna win. Okay. Um, uh, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get to the peak. I, do you reach the mountaintop? That's to be determined there. Um, uh, if everything goes right, I feel like maybe maybe Chippewa will probably burn down for all I know, and City Hall will cease to exist and whatever. Actually, but speaking the, of burning down, fuck the Pagulas for threatening to move. I get it, it's just all part of Texas, but fuck the Pagulas for threatening to move us to Austin. This team isn't going anywhere. Exactly. I think I really think like if the Bills actually moved, I'm convinced the city would burn down. The city probably would burn down. But the thing is, though, is like, uh, I get get it's part of the tactics. They're starting high. I'm assuming that like it's going to go like maybe 50 50, something like that with the new stadiums and stuff. That's what typically happens unless in Jerry Jones. I, I, I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones paid for most of the Cowboys stadium. He built it all. Um, he actually got some help from the taxpayers. He didn't yeah, contribute but, all of it. But I, I, I it was a good he, amount. I think he did like 75% of it, something ridiculous think, like that. But, I mean, when you have the money, you can. But, exactly. Um, I get it's all part of the tactics just to get people to, like, pay it and whatever. I, I completely understand it. It's business. But, if like, 100% just seems like a lot. Oh, yeah, no, that was ridiculous there. I mean, now, like, I, and this will probably be one of the last things I do say here in general, but that tactic was stupid because, like, the Pagulas came out and said, oh, we didn't say that. Then, like, media people were saying, oh, nobody said anything like that. So, like, who do you believe at this point? But, I mean, the thing is, though, is, like, it's a common ground with the fans that, like, they know they don't want they the fans don't want the team to leave whether they're bandwagon shitheads or like they're diehards or it's somewhere in between like a casual football fan like they don't want like the buffalo bills to leave 
a blue collar city like Buffalo, because the thing is, though, is let's be honest, like 90 percent of Bill's fans that live in the area just wait for football season because. Let's be honest, the Sabres have sucked for a latter part of almost fi- for the latter part of over a decade, uh, closer yeah. to 15 years now. And a lot of people really don't find a lot to do in Buffalo, which is actually kind of crazy, if you ask me. And that's another conversation I can have on another day. But when like late August, like when late July, early August comes, like all of a sudden everybody comes out from underneath the rocks and it's like, the bills are back. Like, I'm so happy. Oh my God. Uh, So like if that team like left the area, I mean, that would just be insane. I don't ever see it happening, but yeah, I mean, it would just be an outcry from like God, like from anywhere from Youngstown all the way to possibly like here in Rochester, uh, Does it even possibly to Syracuse? Yeah, Syracuse. Like once you get to Syracuse, it gets actually like very weird. I found out that like Syracuse actually like has a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I know there's reason. a lot of Steelers fans there as well. There's a lot of Steelers fans, Jets fans, Giants fans, and Bills fans. They really don't know who to root for in that they area. They should root for the only team in New York. Oh, well, um, uh, the uh, Albany River Rats. <laughs> Or or whatever the uh, Albany AFL team is, uh, the arena piss off. Well, you know we're talking about that. Well, you know we're talking about that. Piss off, me. Piss off. Go back to the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Call yourself the New Jersey Giants. And I'll take my and I'll take the nine just, NFL titles with the eight NFL titles with me. Do it, yeah. Just take them to New Jersey because you're not an actual New York team. You being under that umbrella of New York pisses me off. Because you guys aren't from New York. It, well, I mean, originally we were um, uh, played in Yankee Stadium for the longest yeah. time. But, but now um, you move your team. Like the St. The St. Louis Rams? Don't call them the St. Louis Rams now that they play in L.A., do they? No. Well, why do the Buffalo Bills call themselves the Buffalo Bills when they play in Orchard Park? Okay, Orchard- so, all right. So Because it's the, the city of Buffalo. Uh, the uh, Orchard Park <laughs> is like an umbrella city underneath Buffalo, maybe. It's 20 to 25 minutes away. It's, a, it's like an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, like Santa Clara being okay, 40 minutes so away then from San why Francisco. Don't, why don't we call themselves the Santa Clara Giants or the Glendale – or not the Santa Clara uh, 49ers. I actually happened. The Glendale Cardinals. I act well, Glenn. Well, Arizona. Well, Arizona play. Arizona's fine because it's the state. They're the only pro. They're the only okay, pro okay, football yeah. team in the state. Um, uh, the same thing with the Coyotes. They're the only hockey team in the state. Uh, Arizona's all Arizona teams. But yeah, I mean, like, I actually do think that like Santa Clara should be well, called actually, the Niners. Fun fact about Arizona, real fast. Um, so the only two it's teams out there in Glendale are uh, the Coyotes and the. Uh, the Coyotes and the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals, and then the other two, um, the Diamondbacks and uh, what's the other team? Oh, the Suns. They play in um, downtown Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a half. Hour, it's like a half hour drive from the two cities. 
Yeah, exact. Except for the Suns, like every other team is named Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phoenix. It makes sense there because they play in downtown Phoenix. Yeah. But yes, I all joking aside about the Orchard Park Bills and whatnot. But I really do question like why the Niners are not called. I get why they're called the San Francisco 49ers. It's their namesake. It's their legacy. It's for marketing and everything. Yeah. They can't change their name. But like you, you're 40 minutes away. It, it, you're nowhere near San Francisco. Santa like, Clara would be a sick name. It would. It really would, honestly. Um, uh, but I mean, in my honest opinion, like in la- like in, in a joking way about the Bills, uh, I get that. But like, if you're nowhere near your city, like I really question it sometimes. Like, okay, like why? Like I get it. Like you want to be named for the biggest, the the closest metropolitan area there. Yeah. But like New well, England, drive, like, yeah. New England, the Patriots, they're nowhere near Boston. Yeah, Fox they don't Burrow, call Foxborough's like what a half hour, forty five minutes away from there. Yes, so they call themselves the New England Patriots because when they moved out of Boston, they changed the name from the Boston Patriots to the New England Patriots because. They represented the football team in the New York area, in uh-huh. the New England area, and they were nowhere near Boston. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I've had this conversation with my dad numerous times, um, uh, and we joke about the Bills, like, oh, they're not the Orchard Park Bills, blah, 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 like they should be because Orchard Park's, like, 25 minutes away. Uh, but, like, but, Buffalo, like, yeah. but <laughs> imagine if they actually called themselves the Orchard Park Bills. People would be like, where's That'd that? That'd be the dumbest name ever. But, I mean, I guess it's the same thing with Miami as well. Because Miami plays in uh um what do you where's, play, what's the, where is it? is it ha- it's happy something they play a half hour away from uh, downtown Miami yeah I, I forget I forget where it is it's called happy something happy something happy Gilmore no I'm gonna look it up real fast <laughs> but yeah I mean it's all it is interesting there overall so I mean I do find that a little bit laughable there but at the same time like I mean. I'm not surprised for the most part. I mean, like, you know, why teams do that? I mean, you know, it's all fun and games, obviously, for a debate and everything. But, um, uh, I mean, the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. They play closer to Fort – or they play closer – they play in Arlington. Yeah. No, because so it's, it's, it's Miami Gardens they play in, which it's about a 20, 25-minute drive away from the city of Miami. Yeah, from downtown Miami. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I always have this joking conversation. I, um, uh, you know, this debate's always interesting there, but I don't really have any other final thoughts other than to say, I'm just glad that football is back. I am um, glad this football's back as well. I have one question before you, before we leave. Um, go ahead. so clearly right now your New York Yankees are playing the White Sox at the field of dreams. Are they just doing the one game there, or are they doing the, like a series there? It's only one game in Iowa. They'll have an off day tomorrow to go back to Chicago, and then they'll play the weekend in Chicago, and then the Yankees, I believe, will go back home. Feels like a waste of money to me, mate. Um, uh, From I the LB standpoint, not the, not, not, not the uh, clearly the two teams standpoint, but like MLB to build this stadium. I think it's, it's good for marketing game. to uh, attract new fans, honestly. I know well, we're actually, yeah, I get, I get you say that because now I, I guess you could look at it as a fact like the winter classic where they just play one outdoor game and then they're just done with that. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I, I like mean, the idea, but I didn't know if they were actually, I didn't know if they were playing a series or just the one game there. 
I think they may continue to do a game like this for years to come. I mean, I know that they wanted to go back to London like they did in 2019 before uh, COVID, before all this COVID ha- happened. Uh, so potentially they could do a series again in London, uh, like have the Cubs and Cardinals like they wanted to do in 2020. Uh, and then potentially continue to do a game here in Iowa as well. But yeah, I mean, I like this. Uh, I think it's like definitely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're trying to be like hockey and also with the NFL with like, you know, their unique like international series and outdoor games and games in different places. So it's nice to actually like, you know, see how see baseball adapt to this for the fans for the most part. But I mean, I mean, I, lo- I, I love the idea of it. It's really, I, I haven't pulled out now my second monitor. It's a really cool stadium to look at. Yeah. They even though, even though uh, the Sox the already hit a home run. <laughs> Andrew Heaney's a terrible pitch, uh, a terrible pitcher. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I really don't have any other final thoughts, honestly. I mean, I'm glad that football is back, both in terms of the NFL returning, uh, with the Premier League returning this weekend as oh, well. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I don't want, I mean, uh, up the reds, up the reds, exactly up the no, fucking reds. Oh, you know, I'm not your reds, my reds. <laughs> up the yeah. reds, mate. I hate, I hate that saying because, like, I always see it on like Liverpool's uh, like Instagram and Twitter. They say up the reds, but then like it's, I'm like, whenever I see, it, I'm like, it's just like Man United has the same thing, don't they? Don't you guys say up the reds as well? Uh, we say up the fucking reds, actually. Um, uh, well, the Twitter account uh, does up the red, like up the reds, or when the reds go marching on. The yeah. fans do hashtag UTFR, which is up the fucking reds, because uh, they know the Liverpool fans like actually won't say fucking. Yeah, because we're not scumbags. <laughs> actually, no, if, if you lived, if you actually, if you lived in England, uh, people that do live in Liverpool are considered scumbags. Not sure. Yeah. Why. I just think it's because it, it used to be like a poor city, so it just they're yeah, exactly. It was the demographics and the economic climate mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad football is back. Um, you know, we'll see what happens uh, for the most part with all the news and training camp that continues to transpire. Obviously, we'll continue to see what happens in preseason as well uh, as we're getting into the first week of preseason. Um, we'll revisit a little bit of football, like once week one, once we get ready for week one, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, make some predictions here and there, uh, within the division and maybe like, you know, uh, some award predictions as well. That probably will be an episode, uh, towards the end of, uh, end of the month, actually. I'm thinking about doing that. So how about we do that right before kickoff? Kickoffs on Thursday night, September 11th. Why don't we record that? You mean September 9th? September 9th. Sorry, yes. Excuse me. Why don't we record ours September 8th? Yeah, we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. That's what I was thinking. So we'll do that before then. Um, uh, so that'll be in, let's see, it's uh, it's the uh, 12th. It's the 12th now. So we'll do that in four weeks time. Yeah, four weeks time. We'll do that in almost a month. I'm fine with that, right. uh, but but yeah, no. Um, uh, that you know, once again concludes another one great episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Uh, that was our second episode we recorded this week. Um, we're gonna be going back to one episode a week, uh, just just because you know that's how we normally do things. Unless you want to do two a week, 
Oh, I mean, right now it's probably hard to do two weeks with no sports going on. But I, I say once once sports get back to like full throttle, I will be down for two a week. I would be down for two a week too because once right, the... right now, right now seems tough because really all there is to talk is baseball and like and a... we're also busy. We're Premier, also busy. Premier League starts this week, oh, especially in the summer. Yeah, we're busy in the summer. Once no, the once weather... sports get full throttle, I'm so down to go two episodes. And once the weather gets colder, I won't be doing as much anyway. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, uh, once again, that concludes another episode of the pod. Uh, you can download, subscribe, and listen to the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your personal podcast uh, preference is. Uh, I'm not even going to say try to follow us on social media because we suck at that. Um, but until we're, figure, next, we're figuring it out, we're figuring it out. Well, we'll get there eventually. We're we're too old for we're too old at this point. Uh, plus, we have actual jobs. Uh, this is only this is only the side hustle that we don't make money off right, of. I get uh-huh. that six hundred dollars unemployment. Monday, Monday, <laughs> I need to purposely get fired. <laughs> that I, I could be on social media for you guys exactly exactly but yes until the next episode everybody just keep on doing what you're doing and uh we'll be back soon keep on keeping up